This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. We are on this incredible seven-week journey of going through our seven primary emotions and learning how to articulate them and develop emotional growth. The time of year of the holiday of Passover to Shavuot is all about looking at yourself clearly, understanding what you're made of, how your emotions work, and developing emotional maturity. That was the ancient journey of the Jewish people leaving Egypt, and it's our current Passover journey of leaving Egypt, meaning leaving our preconceived limitations and adding great depth to our being. In order to be great people and in order to be an incredible individual, you need to be able to have depth. You need to be able to cultivate that depth. So part of the conversation is, of course, how can I identify with my emotions on a deeper level? And last week, we spoke about the emotion of love, love being the emotion of giving and connection. And we did that podcast together with my wife. What a special thing. This week is the week of Gavura. Gavura means discipline. On the, on the left side, balancing out love is discipline or restraint, ah, respect, justice. These are all left side characteristics of the side of Gavura to balance out chesed, which means if you have love and you give love to somebody and there's no balance whatsoever, then the love can be completely overbearing. It's hard to rein it in and bring balance to that. So in order to have great love, you also need to have great discipline. So the love may be the bedrock of our expression, but discipline is the channel of how we learn to express it. We learn to express it properly, the right light in the right vessel, the right amount. And I thought, who better to talk about this concept right now than my oldest son, Mendel, who's having his bar mitzvah at the end of this journey from Passover till Shavuot. At the end, it's going to be his bar mitzvah. And, you know, when you're a kid, I think... Uh, you expect lots of love from your parents. And then all of a sudden, bar mitzvah season, boom, it's like discipline. Did you do this in time? Did you study in time? Mendel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Great <laughs> to be here. Say hi to me. Hi to me. <laughs> You're happy to be here? We're happy to have you. Thank you. Tell me, how's this bar mitzvah prep going? So it's going well, but obviously it was a big breakthrough in my life, seeing this new level of discipline. Yeah. Tell me how it plays out. Like, where do you find the discipline like? like that you have to really focus on, like what, what's been hard for you? Well, usually it's when I could be doing something else that I would enjoy more. And then my father goes, Mendel, did you do your Parsha? And I go, oh, I guess I just got to do it. Got to get right back into it. Mm -hmm. Used to be, did you do your homework? It was a simple answer. Yes, I did my <laughs> homework or no, I'll do it soon. Now it's like an ongoing, like mm -hmm. how much effort did you put in? Yeah, I think, I think I'm talking about, you know, to the people about love and respect but like, I think, I think for love to work, it can't just be like, I want to give, I want to give. There has to be some sort of like way for that to happen. And one of the ways for that to happen is when you can channel it properly and channeling things is a discipline. I think you're a smart kid, the smartest, you. my son, you know, <laughs> and in order to achieve the level of success that you want to have for your bar mitzvah, reading of the Torah portion, like you said, the Parsha, you know, it takes channeling that. So even if you have a love for it, it takes effort and that's the discipline. That's the side that may be not natural to your life at this point. Maybe, you know, when you're a kid, it's natural as the love and uh, or do something, you get something in return. Now you're going to have to learn to just be able to survive on knowing that you did the best you can for reals. Feel the same way? 
A little bit. A little bit? Mm. Tell me if you feel otherwise. Go for it. Well, I guess you're right. As a kid, I do feel like I should get the love. But, of course, you need the discipline to balance it out, like we're saying in the sphera. Well, I still plan on giving you the love. Don't worry Thank about you. it. That's uh, We're not done with that yet. You know, this is still always for the rest of my life. We're looking to give you that love. And we're proud of you. We see incredible effort. You're like setting the stage for for this incredible bar mitzvah for you to perform. And I'm sure you're nervous. Of course. You are? Who wouldn't be? I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you don't seem so nervous. You seem like you're always smiling to me. Tell me. You have well, a little jitters. you're also someone who's never nervous. You think I was sort always of. this way? <laughs> I was very nervous at my bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I had to read in front of the whole community, and they uh, they were really tough on me. And I thought I prepared so well, but it was so difficult. And, you know, it was, uh, it was tough. And I, I didn't want to actually do anything too tough on you, but you're so eager to, to do this that, like, I'm trying to, like, like give you the love for it. And then I realized, oh, my God, I, I, I if I want to help him, I have to also give him the discipline for it mm-hmm. because that's the only way it goes, the only way for this intel to enter into your brain, mm. you know? Well, at first I realized that I, I would be able to do it easy. But when I realized that my other side of me was just, don't do it. You'll do it later, tomorrow. That, that's when you had to start to kick in. And that's where I really appreciate it, giving me the discipline I needed. Oh, thank you. Well, I tell you, I learned this from this journey, this week of Gvura, this week of discipline. Day one of the week is love within discipline. It's like if you add love to... So the way you're trying to help someone discipline, it will surely make a difference. If you have self-love when you're trying to have a discipline, if you can enjoy what you're doing, if you can appreciate the effort it takes, what do we talk about all the time? Like, look at the progress right. you've made. Look that if you just put the time in, it actually works out. Like when you see these things, you could appreciate the effort is actually paying off. Yeah. And as of now, it certainly is. All right. What else are you looking forward to with your bar mitzvah? Well... Everyone's going to be here, my whole, all my cousins, all my uncles and aunts, and also the food. Haven't had <laughs> all my favorite foods. Oh, that's, a, that's the least we could do. Yeah. Tell me, so in, in, our, in our culture, and you're a Chabad boy, you grow up, and all of a sudden it's about to be your bar mitzvah, and you start wearing a hat and jacket. Like, that's part of the culture. You get your own black fedora. We went to the store. We put it on. Get your jacket. You got your own tefillin. Break it down for me. What's the hat, jacket, tefillin, that combo? What's it been like for you? Well, the jacket has been making it hot at times. I uh, <laughs> did not want California to be boy. sweating. And, uh, I'll get you a lighter jacket. Maybe. <laughs> probably will help. Yeah. And the hat was fine. And I just, you like the hat? I just love wearing my tefillin every morning. Just love enjoying that these are will be mine for possibly the rest of my life. That's amazing. I still have my phone from my mitzvah. So tell me, each day, has it been like different yet? Or is it still like just this awesome experience? Well, each time, it's you put it on differently a little bit. You find different places in your tefillin that are either getting softer or harder to do. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously every day a similar experience, but always finding new little things. So part of putting on tefillin is, of course, also learning how to have like better intention like thinking more about who you are, what you're doing. Give me uh, or tell us, give us a thought, like something new that's been happening with this film. What type of thoughts have gone through your head when you're putting on the film? Well, I've been thinking like this is like almost like a sign that I've like grown up. That's definitely it because 
when I was a kid, I always look up to you and I see you putting on your tefillin and I'm like, I wonder how that feels. And now I know. And how does it feel? It feels tight. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's tight or it's tight. It's, it's, it's tight. <laughs> it's tight. And, uh, and then also there's, um, thinking that this is a very special mitzvah that God made every single person do and I'm doing it. And so far I haven't missed a day and I plan to never miss a day and I, it'll make my daily routine a lot. It'll be based on this wonderful thing, doing a mitzvah. That's, that's awesome. It's like, to me, it's like the ultimate mitzvah because mitzvah means connection and so you're automatically, when you're putting it on, you're wrapping your hand. It's like connecting something. You're connecting your body to a mitzvah. Listen, you can't be like your sisters who are perfect, who are connected all the time, and they don't need to wear the tefillin. But this is your way of making that connection. And I'm happy that you're off to an awesome start where there's feeling and depth with it. And, you know, you should be blessed that it will just grow. I mean, it'll oh, just man. add value to your mornings and to your days and to your life. And that's the idea of adding value constantly to every moment is how one really grows is when every moment starts having more and more meaning all the time. So the word bar mitzvah, you know what it means? The son of a mitzvah. Son of a mitzvah. What's the son of something? Something that's born from something, right? So the idea of becoming a bar mitzvah is now you start seeing the things born from you, the good things that are born from you. Instead of till now, it's been like, oh, I do what my parents want. Even if I like it, it's still I'm living my parents' life. Here is where you start using your mind to become a bar mitzvah, that you start bringing things into this world, making the connection, bringing the good deeds into the world that come from you. And I'm excited to see you do that. Mm -hmm. I'm also. You're excited for it? Mm -hmm. All right. How's school been this year? School's been great. I have an amazing teacher. I've yeah. made a couple new friends. Nice. And I'm learning a lot. I appreciate that. And you have the bar mitzvah. We just had Pesach breaks. You just restarted school. Only uh, six weeks. How are we talking about? Six, seven weeks left at a bar yeah, mitzvah. We're pretty 39 close. Days. 39 days left. Countdown begins. <laughs> we're very excited about it. I had one more question for you. My question was being the oldest in the family. How does, how do you think that experience of having a bar mitzvah oldest in the family? Like how does that, like the rest of your family is younger even of your cousins, you do have an older cousin's bar mitzvah, but most of your cousins are younger. How do you feel like you are in this position? Like what type of position do you feel you're in? Or am I just poking around over here? Well, you definitely are a little bit poking around, <laughs> but I feel like being the first one is that means that whenever my siblings, when my siblings, when my Zalman and even David are going to go through this, they're going to look up to me and see that this is what he had to do. I have to do it. Is that, I, does it feel like pressure? Yeah, it feels like I'm the one setting the bar. Do my best to make it a high bar. So I, I think that like that's awesome that you feel like like you can set that bar. But I want to tell you that if you just focus on you being you and doing the best version of you, you're gonna you're gonna anyway set a high bar because you're awesome, man. So you just have to really like instead of thinking about I, I had this feeling that you were feeling this way and I wanted to do it on the podcast because I wanted you to know that I think this message is important. If you focus in on, you're going to do the best job with what you got and you're going to put in the time and the effort, I guarantee you it'll be exactly the way it's supposed to be. And automatically you will set the right tone. You don't have to worry about setting that tone. You doing your best is setting the tone. So I'm excited for you to do that. 
Now on to the more fun stuff. Tell us what you get. Uh, you know, I got your bar mitzvah present a little early because, listen, time is time. We got it. So tell us mm -hmm. about your bar mitzvah present. Well, my father got me an electric scooter, like my own bird, and it's awesome. It has a name. What's the name of it? Uh, Unagi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your own bird. Well, last summer you were charging birds. <laughs> it was so, and I was like, wow, this, and you were taking them for spins. And uh, that was quite the summer job. You made yeah, some money. Yeah, I made three hundred dollars. Well, just charging birds is pretty good, mm -hmm. right? It was a yeah. bit of a schlep, <laughs> but uh, you did good. So we got you a scooter, and now you do errands, go to Whole Foods with it, get some stuff for Ma. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, the other day, I took you to part of Venice where you went. We went into some people's offices to see if anybody want to put some put on tefillin or need a place to go for the Pesach seder. And that's the plan that uh, you're going to take the scooter around Venice to try to meet people and uh, and share share the love of, uh, of Jewish life. Uh, how are you uh, excited about that? Well, Venice, you have to watch out because I'm coming. <laughs> you're coming. Oh, that's it. He's yeah, ready to I'm go. I'm excited. <laughs> so if you see a cool looking guy with a fedora and bright red <laughs> hair flying by in a scooter, well, I guess you'll be holding. We have to figure out what you're doing with fedora because you got to wear a helmet on the scooter. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. You feel safe in Venice? Yeah. Yeah? How do you like it here? Well, besides for the late night yellings, it's pretty much okay. Pretty much okay? Yeah. All right. It's a great, it's a great neighborhood. Late, late, late night yellings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you on here. This is just the tease because after the romance, we're going to have, have you on again. So you could tell us about what you did, what was hard, what was easy. Maybe give some advice to other bar mitzvah boys out there. So we're excited for you to share with us your journey. So thank you so much for being here. Bonus time because this is a little more serious. This past uh, week, we were in San Diego for the holiday of Passover and the last day of Passover. And we were in synagogue, me and you, Mendel. And we were having a conversation about, about different things and the Torah portion, because I was telling you about the prophet Isaiah. And anyways, it's happening. And right at that moment, there was some things going on. Uh, you want to tell us your version of the story? Well, we were talking, and then one of the members of the shul got up and asked for quiet and told everyone in the shul that just a half hour away in the Chabad of Poway, there was a shooting and that a man walked in with a gun and shot up a couple people. The rabbi got shot in the hand, of course, mm. and it was started becoming drama. And uh, that's uh, how did you feel about that while it was going on? Well, I obviously felt a little scared knowing that just a short my just a short time away, there were these things happening. I also felt worried for the congregation that got strike that got that was striked and most of all I was hoping to be safe what were kids talking about at school when you came back about this at school everyone had their different versions someone got seven people got killed but obviously none of that but oh. everyone was like you were a half hour away oh my it was and just hearing those reactions were like I'm closer than I thought it was. Wow. Yeah. We were very close, right? The police came, made us stay indoors, mm -hmm. all knowing that they caught the guy so that they were hoping he wasn't going on to the next Chabad. Um, so you, I, I want, before I tell you, you know, like how I think you should approach this, how, how do you want to approach this in your life when you hear something like this happening in the world? 
Like, what's going on inside you? Like, how do you feel about this? Well, I feel that whoever did this needs to start using his mind that senseless hatred and killing doesn't help anything. Mm. And that whenever this happens, we just have to keep strong and stay calm and know that it's just, it's, we just have to move on. Uh, I appreciate, I think that's, that's quite deep for, for being 12 plus years old to have that perspective. But I think you're, you're on the money. I think we have to absolutely stay calm and, uh, and be strong and look once again where to do something good. You know, when there's a void in this world, especially when good people get hurt and sadly a great woman getting killed, it's, it's on us to, to respond to that with more goodness and more, and more holiness and more connection to deeper things. And I think when you behave that way truly and more people behave that way truly, it just affects your surrounding. It affects your environment. And we need to see ourselves as people who affect our environment. If somebody could go and do something like this and affect the environment in such a negative way, it's on us to do things to affect the world in a really positive way. And that's the way we're bringing you up, that you have to see yourself as somebody who can affect his surroundings with, with great love and great passion and with great mitzvah, with great connection. So I, I'm really touched by the way you see this, and, and uh, may you be able to internalize this as somebody who could be a source of great goodness to the world. Thank you. Well, let's end on a, on a high note. Let's, me and you, take those scooters, go out and try to do some mitzvahs here in Venice, and we'll try to add goodness to our neighborhood. What do you say? Sounds great. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. All always, right. Always. Well, I'll always come on if you ask. Thanks, man. Always. You're the best. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, thanks, Hanan, for making the audio, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Ali